0: DJ PK brought to you apart part by Davis Vision. Davis Vision has given you 1,000 reasons to get rid of those contacts or glasses. That's $1,000 off LASIK. Start your road to better vision at DavisVisionMD.com or call them at 801-253-3080. That's Davis Vision. Well, PK, yes, it, was it, this, <laughs> it was in this time, spl- time slot 24 hours ago that we heard Kyle Woodingham and Andy Ludwig talking in this segment about the youths and their plans going forward. And, of course, there's stuff they'll tell you and there's stuff they won't and there's stuff that they might be thinking, but they got to see exactly how it plays out. But you were told a long time ago, and to be clear, this is you getting told, not you just dreaming this up, that there were people, people in high places, who thought the youths should be running double tight ends just like Stanford. I just had another NFL signing breaking. This is going to continue on the rest of this week probably. But uh, the Patriots yeah. went out and got a free agent tight end from the Chargers. Hunter Henry gave him twenty five million guaranteed, thirty seven and a wow. half million uh, overall. Real. But twenty five million guaranteed. And Yach immediately said, "It's clear Belichick is trying to recreate the double tight ends he had with Gronk and Hernandez." Who's the other guy they signed, Yach? I already forgot. Janu Smith. Yes, and they gave him big money too. They gave him big money as well. Right? Was he twenty million guaranteed? Something like that. Something two like years. That? Yeah. Yeah. So, double tight ends. Now, there's Belichick doing it in the NFL. I know the NFL game's a little different than the college game, but we've seen Stanford do it in the Pac-12. You've heard this rattling around about the Utes and people thinking this is the direction to go. Uh, at the time, I think they had an offensive coordinator who had no plans on going that direction, but as happens at the University of Utah. That was, you know... At least one offensive coordinator ago, maybe two. I can't even remember, honestly. But this year, we've seen receivers transfer. And they do have a good slot receiver. But as you said yesterday, when you have a small slot receiver, how many times a game do you want to get him hit? Because, you know, he's just not going to take that much punishment that you can throw him the ball ten times a game. So do you think that the roster is really going to dictate they go towards double tight ends. And how will that work? And I don't think you can answer the second question, but maybe you can answer the first one. And there's still the transfer portal out there, and, and Kyle alluded to the, has alluded to the fact that they want to see what they can go get a wide receiver in the transfer portal. So what the roster looks like now may not be what it looks like in the fall, and yet nonetheless, there it is, tantalizing. The Patriots are doing it again. Stanford's done it. Are the Utes going to do it? Because there are people who know more football than you and I put together who think they could be pretty good if they did that.
1: Who the hell knows more football than me?
0: Well, there's a list
1: of people, but... Name them. Kyle
0: Whittingham. No. <laughs> Morgan Kalani Scali. Sataki. Kalani Sataki. Jay Hill. No,
1: Aaron Roderick. No, they're Sataki. Just, they're special Sharif Sataki. They're special. Sharif Shaw. Sharif Shaw. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I just start throwing at you.
1: Herm Edwards, I'll give you. Okay, Herm Edwards. Well, because, you know... Hey, you, you, if you want to throw Herm Edwards her. out there... I get it. I get, I get it, it. I get <laughs> it. Antonio well, Pierce. Oh, yeah. I hope they do anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh-oh, what if they don't?
1: Yeah, then they're right back to where they've always been. Uh, well, it's funny you say that, because if you look at the depth chart that they put out yesterday, and, and Kyle always scoffs at the Jeff at the uh, depth chart. He always says... It was, his go-to guy for like the polls or the depth chart is Jeff Rudy, uh, who got a promotion. He was—I don't know exactly what his title is—but he's been with the program. He's for now associate
0: day. athletic director.
1: He's been yeah, he's been around the program a number of years. Good dude. Uh, but if you look at the depth chart that was put out as recently, as yesterday because yesterday was the first the start of uh, spring practice, they list two tight ends. I don't know if you noticed this, but they listed. They had tight end listed twice, so they had tight end Cole Fotheringham, and then they had Kincaid, the kid they got from San Diego, uh, where he played uh, University of uh, San Diego, I think it was, and then they've got tight end Brant Keithy, and then his backup uh, Kenny Niamatololo's son, uh, so they already have that this year, did you know that?
0: I did not look that closely at it. Yeah. I've been disappointed I when I have looked closely at two deeps before because I've seen like fourteen or fifteen positions listed: slot well, receiver, two tight ends, three wide receivers. Let's see. Well, Count obviously, we're not doing that.
1: Tackle, guard, center, guard, mm-hmm. tackle. So what's that? That's the traditional. Five, so did
0: they only right? list one wide receiver on the depth chart? Well,
1: I'm gonna. i go through it right now. So tight end, two tight ends. Now we're up to seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they actually do have a quarterback. I know it's the U of U. We're surprised. Hey. <laughs> That's eight, uh, running back nine, and uh, three receivers. That's twelve. So you don't buy that they're going to go with the. Titans they're not going to. Because... This is not
0: the Canadian Football League.
1: No I, don't, no, no, I no no no. no.
0: I think I, that they no, will. I, I, I understand that they will go. They will go double tight ends at times, but they're clearly going to use a slot at receiver times. at times. So at times doesn't tell us much because I, what I, I don't know is is at times like ten percent of the snaps or seventy percent of the snaps or somewhere in between.
1: Well, I think that you should go with what your talent dictates. You know, we've heard coaches a million times over just trying to get the eleven best players yep. out on the field, and if that includes in this case. Now, Fotheringham and Keithy, these guys are vets. Yep. Seems like they've been there about seven, eight years. They're both juniors, but they've, they've been playing a lot since freshmen, so that seems like they've been there a long time. But the fact is both of these kids have a significant amount of experience, and they look to be good players for sure. So go ahead and do that uh, and play to your strengths, whatever your strengths are. You just I keep coming back to Kyle believes a – uh, a spread offense is the most difficult to defend, and so that's basically what he's been advocating for. But I will say this, that uh, as far as freedom as an offensive coordinator, Andy Ludwig has it, he, or as much as you can have under Kyle you know, I think, and, and we've spoken to Norm. Norm Chow was just there for a season. And, you know, talk about respected. You don't get anybody who's more respected from the offensive coordinator's position than Norm Chow. And we've spoken to him on the air, and I've spoken to him off the air a million times. And, and he'll say, he'll tell you, and I don't think it's any secret, you know, coaching for Kyle can be tough. Uh, but he felt like he had the freedom to do what he did. And plus, they had they had limited talent. Yeah. He was working with a D2 or something. Yeah,
0: no, it was D2. Uh, it was a D2 transfer, a yeah. quarterback. So he right. couldn't really – he wasn't going to open right. it up. start <laughs> just right. flinging it all over yeah. the field. And the thing about double tight ends is if your tight ends are athletic enough, and they can line up like slot receivers. They don't have to line up like seven oh, blocks Keithy of granite can. or whatever. Oh, Keithy absolutely has the athleticism to do it. Yeah. So the question is, then you can play with one tight end, and he's in the slot. Do you move another guy into a slot so it looks like four wide? you know if if you trust one of these well, other guys covey.
1: that's where covey is
0: covey if he comes in as a slot receiver right
1: well that's all he is not i mean from the receiver standpoint that's all he is uh he they use him in in ball carrying situations too but you got to be careful because most likely he's always going to be the smallest guy out on the field mm-hmm. uh, uh obviously in height and in weight which is why i love the kid why well, i love the kid for a million different reasons But you you root for the underdog physically in a game of football. And he's as tough as they come. But there's only so much toughness that he has in him, given his size limitations. You know, if he was at 6'2", he'd probably be at Alabama. Uh, But you look at these other guys there, and they don't really have any proven commodities. Solomon Enos is your number one guy. I mean, they basically lost two guys that I think you would put ahead of Solomon. Now, that doesn't mean Solomon can't have a great season. They're gonna they're going to need – he's going to need to come up big, that's for sure, because you just can't go to the tight ends and the slot guy exclusively over the kids coming out of the backfield. You've got to get the ball downfield, and that obviously is going to come from your wideouts uh, more often than not. And it looks like if, if Enos comes through and has a big-time season and can get – I hesitate to say it, but if he can get 700, 800 yards of receiving – uh, which doesn't seem outrageous, but for Utah, it sort of seems outrageous because the last thousand yarder was Dress Anderson, and it seems like uh, that was a long time ago that Drez uh, Anderson was. That's because it was a long time ago for Utah. Yeah, it's, it's, I think Drez might have been a, Ma- a Mountain West recruit, uh, maybe not. I think he was, uh, that just to give you an idea of how long. it was. Now, obviously, he played in the Pac-12 as those guys made the transition. But they're going to have to figure out a way to, to, to do that. If they, I, th- I think now, just winning the South, this would be nice this year because it's with a new group of guys. Uh, but at the same time, if you're doing it with Brewer, and he's your guy taking the majority of your stats, well, he's gone. So it's not like you're really building something you know that was what was cool uh, three years ago when you won the south you knew you had just about everybody in your dog coming back and you were going to be the overwhelming favorite which they were i think they what uh, 36 votes and they got 34 or 35 and they got 33 they were the overwhelming favorite and they did win the south so i can't say winning the south and losing in a title game would be a disappointing season this year. It would be a disappointment to lose that individual game when you got there, obviously. But with a new group of kids, it seems like winning the South, hard for me to label that as a bad season, a disappointing season, since you have so many kids. But at the same time, if you want to win that game and get to the Rose Bowl, you're going to have to have big plays downfield. And a kid like Enos right now is your guy. Now, they may bring in two or three kids, grad transfers, whatever. I don't know. I would think they'd have a hard time getting top-end guys who are receivers to commit because you had potential top-end guys leave your program who've already been in it for many years. See what I'm saying?
0: I get that. I just wonder. You always talk about the different, uh, the different mental makeup of a transfer versus a high school kid, and uh-huh. hard sell to the high school kid. I'm not saying it can't be done. At some point, you know, they ought to break through. I don't think it's like they're never going to have a thousand yard receiver again. But it also the way it's going, it wouldn't surprise me if the next thousand yard receiver they had was a transfer and somebody who says, "Well, they got Brewer there." and it doesn't look like I got a number one receiver on the roster, I ain't got one year, I should go there and do it. I mean, what are my options if I go somewhere else? It's like the yeah. NBA, you always talk about the free agents. Well, yeah, how many years am I getting? How much money am I getting? But how much playing time am I getting? Because that's going to determine my next deal.
1: True. But if that, that stuff has been in existence now for several weeks and months, why haven't they done it?
0: Yeah, uh, an excellent question. And it, and it may be that they don't land talent, and that is why I brought up, hey, how much double tight end are they going to play? Because that's where most of the receiving talent, well, not all, but that's where most of the receiving talent looks like it is on the roster.
1: I think listing two tight ends, and you can't play with 12, I understand that, but that's start in that direction. Well, it is
0: start, because if they don't list two tight ends, then yeah. they're not going to do it.
1: And Kyle, last year in that... You know that crazy, stupid season that we had seemed like he went out of his way several times to mention Kincaid. Yes, I um,
0: completely agree. And, and so, so that
1: makes me think the kid's got something. <laughs> he's not going to keep mentioning him if he's not if there's not something there. I didn't, we didn't see enough of really anybody outside of Ty Jordan to to get excited offensively. Now we didn't really need to see much more out of Keithy or Covey to be excited about them anyway. But I'm talking about new players. Uh, Ty Jordan, we saw a lot, and yes, we were super excited, and the tragedy is unspeakable. I think he would have played in the NFL, blah, 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 all that stuff. Uh, But everybody else, Kincaid, I really didn't see enough of him to think, wow, man, he could really be something special this season. They can rely on him for X amount of catches. But I do know Kyle kept bringing him up, which means he saw something in the kid when they were practicing.
0: think if they're going to commit to double tight ends, at minimum, they've got to really believe in three of them. And clearly, Keithy's proven. And I think they believe in Fotherham. Uh He hasn't piled up the receiving stats to the degree Keithy has, but I think he's got enough snaps and he's played enough as a young player that they got, you know, they, they like what they've seen and they've got even higher expectations. But you better have a third, if not a fourth one, if you're really going to commit to that. You know, and you don't have to have two guys all the time. I mean, you've got a slot receiver you can go to for some snaps, you know, maybe some obvious passing situations. Uh, but the advantage of having two tight ends out there who can block and who at any moment, you know, the quarterback can just, you know, raise an arm, whatever their code word is, and those two guys can flex out and become slot receivers, or they could be out and they could come in and all of a sudden you got the power run. And just because it looks like power run doesn't mean they aren't running downfield, you know. Some seam route for twenty yards. I mean it, it seems like it'd give them a lot of flexibility. And there are other people making a lot of money who've had a lot of success. I mean, what are the Patriots doing? It looks like they're getting ready to play double tight ends. So and how long ago was it you heard that?
1: Oh my gosh. It was well I can tell you specifically, I can't remember the year, but it was regarding Dalton Schultz. And whenever no. he was coming out of Bingham, so go back and figure that out. I, I don't know when that was off the yeah. top of my head. But,
0: but the point Bingham. is it was a while ago. Yeah, the, That's the,
1: six or so years ago now. The yeah. conversation was we're going to miss on this kid because we don't feature the tight ends and we need to do it. This is who we are. This is who we should be. We need to pattern our recruiting after Stanford Because the type of kids that are in our area lend itself towards that. The type of kids that we can recruit and have most success with, these are the kids. And Dalton, he's going to go to Stanford. To me, uh, I think anybody who gets a full, especially in the West, if you get a full scholarship, which is what football is, to Stanford, you should say yes. That's just my personal opinion. If they, if you get admitted and they offer you, I don't even care if the team sucks. You should still say yes. <laughs> it's
0: Stanford, baby.
1: <laughs> yes, because you're you're setting yourself up big time. And they knew they weren't going to be able to get him, and he was right down the street, and it was frustrating. And that's where that whole conversation emanated. So he was a true
0: freshman in 2014. So you probably had that. His senior year would have been 20 the the high school season mm-hmm. of 2013.
1: Yeah, that's that's it. That's was, like, right it would have been, so it would have been it the season seven and a thirteen, half years or maybe yeah. maybe spring ball of fourteen when I had that.
0: Well, it'll be interesting ball. to see how the roster sets up, and with transfers, you don't know for sure. Um, but the two deep gives you a hint that's where it could be going, and I'll we'll see how that plays out. You know, see what they land, see who they land in the transfer portal. All right, DJ PK, the Jazz and the Celtics tonight. You'll hear Tim Lacombe on the broadcast here. He does the Jazz pregame, halftime, and postgame with uh, Jake Scott, I almost said Jake Hatch, with Jake Scott, and uh, we will talk with him next. Tim uh, had a tweet out, and we're going to ask him about this, specifically what's wrong with the Jazz, specifically what is wrong with the offense, and one thing he would change immediately, and he will tell you about that next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Kyle Whittingham, kind enough to join us.
1: What's the one thing that you absolutely have to get out of this spring camp? We have got to start to get the quarterback position settled, and I say get started on it because with Cam not involved, you can't have a definitive uh, answer or conclusion, but we've got to get a great evaluation on the guys that are going to be taking reps and make sure we get those guys situated in the depth chart properly and decide who going into fall is going to you know, be that third guy because Cam and, and Charlie obviously battle for that starting job and so we've got to get those guys behind them situated.
0: Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 975 1280 the zone in the Zone Sports Network.